0: All three of you have been such great speakers, you have all been so loquacious, I'm afraid. We have run out of time, but it has been an absolutely fascinating conversation. Shazia Ilmi, Nalanjan Mukhopade and Sharat Pradhan. Many thanks. And thank you, too, for watching. You can see the programme again anytime by visiting our website, aljazeera.com. And for further discussion, go to our Facebook page. That's facebook.com forward slash AJ Inside Story. And you can also join the conversation on X. Our handle is AJ Inside Story. For me, Neve Barker and the whole team here, it's bye for now. Thanks for watching.
1: Not allowed to wash, not allowed to change, Die. starving, as we said, and everything is
2: horrible. I can't even explain the torture, all types
1: of torture. It was unbelievable.
0: They would hit us with the butts of their guns on our heads, five soldiers beating on you. It's a pure revenge.
3: The full report, occupied and imprisoned on Al Jazeera unheard voices
4: very few people in israel are speaking up against the war right now i want to be one of them
3: connect with our community and tap into conversations you won't find elsewhere
5: i hate how they dehumanize us the Palestinians. so i want people to you know us as, as humans to have a...
6: the stream on al jazeera
0: award-winning in-depth investigations that give compelling insights into humanity Told and untold stories from Asia and the Pacific, 101 East, on Al Jazeera. It's another day of struggle for Palestinians living in the Nur Shams refugee camp. Just hours earlier, Israel's army once again stormed the camp, its armored bulldozers digging up roads, its forces destroying infrastructure. A short walk up a narrow alley, we find Dalal Khalifa, whose family home was severely damaged during another incursion two weeks ago. Dalal and her family haven't been able to stay here since. Palestinians believe by utilizing these tactics over and over again, Israel is a...
7: Ten months to go for the general elections on December 7, the MPP today will be electing their parliamentary candidates for that context when it comes down to the parliamentary elections. As we know today, giants will fall. Some incumbents will lose your seats. Ministers will lose your seats in Parliament. And today we are going to be helping you make sense of it all we have a packed day for you our correspondents across the country are standing by with the very latest reports in fact just as before we are coming on air there are reports right now of some disturbances in Pro West. today promises to be a day of great contest but also some significant controversy you need to look forward to i'm here with my colleague wixing i obviously from the political desk and seated uh, also uh, with me Is Raymond Aqua. Our correspondents are prepped, ready to go. Uh, This is the place you want to be. This is your election headquarters, and your election headquarters is always brought to you by Petrosol Clean Fuel uh, in full quantity. You're going to be joined shortly also by the party's director of elections who will be helping us walk through what to expect today. Today is for the constituencies where the party have uh, sitting MPs and we're going to be seeing many of them come up against some strong opponents formidable opponents they're going to be in Dom for you, where Sarah Joshua is facing off with Michael Quake junior we're going to go to the Ashanti region where the energy minister is coming up against a contender and many many thought should not have even attempted to contest a very formidable individual we're going to go uh, to Bono uh, and to the Northern region and other places of the of the constituencies where we're expecting a great significant contest and wasting very
6: briefly your expectations for today well i mean people would fall definitely Uh, some of the sitting mps will lose their seats i mean they would not be going to parliament at least on the ticket of the NPP. Who these persons be is so what we're going to be finding out. But he's talking about, uh, you know, Mencia and uh, uh, someone contesting, uh, you know, uh, Machu Poku Pempe. Pempe. Well, if Machu Poku Pempe becomes the running mate, he means he's not going to contest again. Put yourself up now. If he gets the nod, then you become member of parliament.
7: Mm. Well, we'll see uh, what exactly plays out in that particular constituency, Raymond. It
8: reminds me of a certain story that Kofi Apalu used to tell when he was contesting uh, President Kofo's brother in Mencia. His argument was pretty. Simple that this is a man you already have and you need in your camp. I am somebody that, as a minister, will not get a chance to do the job for you, and he may be pushed up when President before leaves office. So, give me that role, let me do it because I'm the one who's more likely to play it properly. As an independent candidate, it didn't work out anyway, but I'm not so sure whether those arguments are acceptable. Yes, but I expect that even those who, who many believe should be exiting soon will put up a fight a massive fight mm. it will come down to a lot of factors at the top of it is who's commanding which resource in which area and, and that's exactly
7: what we're expecting today uh, for all of us on a day like this when the incumbent party is going to the to elect its parliamentary candidates the most important outcomes you're looking for that will write the headlines will be which incumbent MPs who also double as sitting ministers will be knocked off by the delegates. And as we've just been reporting, I, we have some developing story coming out of Pooh West, where my colleague Daniel Tichi is joining us. And this is a constituency where Stephen Jalula uh, is, is contesting. And we've seen very difficult visuals coming out of that particular constituency with people in jet. We understand some of them have been hospitalized. Uh, Daniel, that's what you see on your screens there. Daniel, uh, what is it that happened in Pru West just before this morning? Yes, this happened somewhere around um,
9: four to one in the uh, the midnight. Now, um, Pru West have two candidates, that is Stephen Jalula and uh, it is he was the former DC for the Pro District, yes, to be precise. Now, what happened was, uh, we heard there was a chaos around the police station and uh, some people besieged the area. So I quickly moved there to inquire for myself as to what is really happening. I got there, the police were able to disperse the cloud and I uh, only met some few people there. Now, after inquiry from the police as to what happened, uh, they were undermined to tell me. But I drew closer to the camp of Igui Garba who the campaign manager said um, they were in one of the areas talking to the delegates when uh, a gentleman called um, Tijani came to the area and he, Tijani doesn't belong to their camp and they think he's coming there to... Um, get information and send back to his camp. So they decided to ask him to go away, but uh, there was a resistance. There it um, erupted into a fight and uh, some people got injured. Especially he, Tijani, the pictures you put on the or the videos you put on the screen, uh, the guy on the screen is called Tijani, but he belongs to the camp of the Deputy the Highway Minister, Alagi, uh, sorry, Stephen Jalula. So, according to Stephen Jalula's camp, uh, this guy has a brother who they all came to the venue with. But he got to a time he couldn't see him. So he decided to uh, come around to see if he can find his brother. Not knowing his brother, too, was in the camp of the Alagi Idris Gaba. So, upon getting there to call his brother, there they said he's coming for information to send back to his camp. Therefore, they resisted for him entering to the Uh, venue of the meeting. So, basically that is what happened and uh, in fact they have to beat each other, which resulted in sustaining those kind of injuries. Now, when I spoke to the campaign manager of Allergy, that was what he said, but the campaign team of Prima Jalula was also saying a different thing because they said, uh, Tijani is a camp person and he has no hand in whatever happens. The people just mob him and uh, decided to beat him. That's why he's afraid to of off his But the camp of Alayhi Idris like to Garba was saying if even yesterday in the aton or late in the night this could happen, then it means they are not free to contest in this election. Therefore, they are calling on the police and the electoral commission if possible to call off the election so that they can risk other day and do the voting. But the couple of uh, Stephen Jalola was saying they are for peace and they always remain peaceful. For that matter, whatever happens should be a bygone and they should concentrate on the elections and make sure the elections come up today. So as it starts now, there are two different kind of views as to whether the elections will come up or it will be uh, uh, suspended, They're unless the police and the electoral commission have to decide. but. I'm very confident that the elections will come up because the Electoral Commission has not been the, the police are also saying they are familiar on the ground and they will not allow anyone to cause mayhem during the day of the election. So, uh, this is basically what I can report from through where two contestants are taking part in the election.
7: Okay, and, and, and Daniel, let's track back a bit. So, this was a meeting that had been called by Stephen Jalula's main challenger. In fact, only two of them, Mr. Gariba. And this gentleman, as we see on your screens, we'll hear him pretty shortly appear there, and he suspected that he may have been planted by Stephen Jalula's
9: team. that report, he said, and according to him, he was there to uh, look for his brother. But when he doesn't, because he doesn't belong to the Elijah Idrisul Garbaiz camp, they asked him to move away, but Mm. he resisted. That was what uh, resulted into the misunderstanding that got him injured. Okay. but he was also saying he was not there for information but rather he was there to call his brother i see uh, stay with me let's listen a bit to what he's
7: been saying and i believe as you can see him there he's already receiving treatment at the hospital
2: mm-hmm. Let she see. Let me see. I know. I school, You know I This <laughs> means that we are we are in touch You know I Let me call. See and and see. Let me see. Let to see. Let me see. Let me Let me see. i me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see porém o amigo disse me deu o amigo e eu mandei o meu irmão do nada o senhor não tem and sabo nem esterilizante nem bruxinha nem aluca nem o momba a ver com isso e se
7: there who has been assaulted, as you can see on your screens, uh, and if you are listening to us on Joy 99.7 FM, you see a gentleman who is seated uh, in what appears to be a hospital, and my, my colleague will confirm that for us pretty shortly, with plasters on the face, looks visibly uh, beating with, with the scars of that particular uh, incident showing. He had significant uh, plaster on the face. Uh, but Daniel, let me ask you this. So we saw him there seated. I believe that is a hospital. That's where he
9: went for yes, treatment. Yes, the Abasi Health Center, Abasi Health Center, where the lessons are uh, ongoing. Uh, yeah, Abasi Health Center.
7: Where oh, Health Center. And you yeah. see him there with what appears to be a cat uh, over yeah. his, uh, just below his right eye and a cat on the lip. And that both of them had uh had you know plasters on it uh, and i'm what i want to get a sense
9: of what the police have been saying have anybody been arrested well uh, when i go to the police station i heard one person had been arrested but later has been released because the tension that was mounting there maybe uh, if he's not being released it will tend to different things but he's been cautioned and released to go and um, report this morning because mm-hmm. Uh, the way the tension was going at the police station, they have to at least be tactical and make sure they, they put the whole tension under control. So, uh, for now, I would I say there is nobody at the police cell or so at the police custody based on what happened yesterday. But at least one person has been arrested, after which the two parties uh, have been talked to, especially Stephen Jalula, who is the Deputy Minister of and Highway, was called on phone to uh, report what happened to him and uh, allow Yidri to, to Garba, who is also one of the candidates. He was in the police station personally. Yesterday, before he leaves the venue uh, uh, or the police station at a passage to the district capital, that is Prime. he needs to be escorted to the place because uh, the way and manner the tensions were going up, uh, he needs to be protected. So the police commander in uh, charge, uh, the one who was in charge, who was opposed together with the SWAT team and the fdu have to escort he and his team to prime so that this money they bring them back again to the venue for the voting so uh, i would say nobody has been arrested now and they are doing everything possible to make sure they come next down for the election specifically
7: uh, you've been in this constituency uh, in in the lead up to today what has been the contest and the play on the ground has there been tensions? Was this always boiling to this crescendo where we've seen this violence?
9: Yeah, uh, Plains have been one of the places where uh, in terms of elections uh, uh, concerning, especially when the parties are taking part in their yeah, uh, party elections, especially with the elections with um, the primary as we are witnessing now, uh, usually there are tensions. And I like the issue to since 2004, when he became uh, the DCE for the 10 through district. Um, since then, he has been contesting for this particular position for all this world, but he has never gotten the Lord to serve his people as a member of parliament. And uh, Stephen Jalula has also been the DCE for through district, that is, through eastern west, before the true west has been cut from through. So, they have the north to be the first MP for through West after they have gotten their district or their uh, independence. So, uh, Elijah, the contest between Alagi Idris Tugariba, and Stephen uh, Jalula has been for some time now, and always when they want to go into this context, there are always tensions. So, this is not a new thing as we see, But it looks like today, or yesterday, what happened yesterday uh, is a big. Serious
7: uh, than what we've been experiencing previously. Okay. Uh, so a- again, very finally, before before you go, I know this uh, is a very very busy day uh, in that part of the of, of the region, pro West. To be very specific, this incident, as you see on your screens, one person injured. This individual was pounced on, allegedly by supporters of the other candidate, Mr. Gariba, and beating. This we, we will describe it as a clash. Yeah, it's a crash because um,
9: according to the information I gathered, it was agreed, agreed to gather a that met the
0: delegate.
9: Mm-hmm. So, of course, they are with the delegate. That was when they said the Kijani guy, the guy who had been came there. So, they thought he's not in their camp and he's not part of the delegates they have ordered to meet. So he has no business doing there, according to his Allahi,
7: Garba, yeah. and his team. So then that um, led, so that, that's what led to him then being assaulted?
9: Yes, please. Okay. According to his Tijani. That okay. was what led to his assault. Okay. But he also said uh, he was not there just because he wanted to gather information to his
7: camp. Uh, and, and the Deputy Highways Minister, uh, Stephen Jalula, his response has been? Uh,
9: for now, I, I tried to reach him, but I was not getting the chance to reach him. So he will pretty soon be... Uh, at the venue. So okay. when he's at the venue, I know it's we'll good to him and speak has, has
7: voting started, though?
9: It's a seven? No, uh, yet. Yet. yet.
7: Okay. Thank you very much. There. That's uh, Daniel Tichy in in Pru West for us. Voting uh, should have started by now because the party's shadow. Voting starts at seven and then at two. But, uh, gentlemen, that is pruwest for you. And we are starting the day on this note already. One person already injured in hospital. And as you can see, Tension is already boiling in progress. So we're going to go to uh, across uh, the country pretty shortly for other correspondents. But your reaction to this?
6: Yeah, I mean, first of all, I mean, I had um, Daniel Tichy make the point that it was very close to the police station. And I'm asking myself, why didn't they, I mean, so I'm confused. It's close to the police station. And I am sure the police ordinarily would have heard, you know, all the exchanges even before they started mm-hmm. the fight. One person has been arrested. It says tension was mounting, pressure was mounting. People were moving there. And so the police would then have to release that person. But this is another thing for me. Of course, no matter what it is, there should be no violence. But we have come to know that in every election, as wrong as it is, people try to camp delegates. Mm. So all candidates should know, and the parties should know, that at every material moment, you must do everything to ensure these things do not happen. But even if they happen, you must ensure there is no violence. And so I am surprised that this person actually goes to a place Another pretext that you're going to look for your brother. You're one man going into a camping of people. I mean, going into a camp. I ask myself that simple question. What was he going to do there? At least, if they're violating any of the party's rules, the party says, no camping, Mm -hmm. you report to the constituency election committee chairperson so that they move in there and find out what is happening and they deal with them. But if you go there alone, you're putting yourself at risk. And this is what we are seeing. look, it is wrong. However, you do not go there alone thinking that you can stop it. And you do not accept, I mean, anybody telling you, go and check what is happening. Mm-hmm. Because there are tensions in this election.
7: Yeah, and, and if you are listening to us on Joy 99.7 FM, this is your election headquarters bringing you uh, special coverage of the MPP parliamentary uh, primary today. So we knew that coming into this morning, there will be camping, last-minute maneuverings and it's playing out in pro West, leading to this violence that we've seen. And just check when this happened, from what we just heard overnight, around midnight. Here. And that's just when all the maneuverings happened. Uh, yes.
8: Yeah. Hey, I mean, let's look at it this way. Let's say my intentions were to talk to you delegates overnight so that the next morning you go and mm-hmm. actually vote. But we know beyond the talking, there are some goodies that they share i would not know the days before today whether or not the goodies that were shared by my opponent were more than mine. Mm. But this is my final opportunity to actually up the game and make sure that I transition at least the number that I need to win to the uh, police station. Now, think of it this way. My opponent gets to know about it and also want to up the game small, bring something else, or increase the amount of money that will be given to you. Then, I realize if I do not have enough resources... And all the monies I've given to some of these people will go to waste. Let's not get it wrong. It's not everybody that will take the money and vote or change their minds. Mm. Some will do. So we don't take the chances, right? You don't want to now come and explain that, well, I gave up, but others gave more than I did. All that you needed to do, and that's why some people have proposed previously, that the only grouping that should be campaigned, no matter where they are coming from, should be the national executive. But here's a, but here's a, it's a, a, it's a dilemma. Here's a, here's
7: a dilemma though. Did the party say 24 hours before the polls you can't meet delegates? The party says no camping. Yeah, but th- that's camping. But yes. like you can still meet delegates.
8: Yeah, you can see. But is it day it's of the election that yes, you cannot so, meet delegates? Yeah, but okay, technically, technically,
7: 12 a.m. is a day of the election. You don't meet delegates. Yeah,
6: cannot. This is the other problem. I mean, I can understand where Raymond is coming from because, he, you know, um, you don't want to say that uh, someone overspent uh, and he spent more than you, you and You know, lost the election. So. But my point is that even if, if you're sending me Winston Amoa to go and do this, I tell you, I can't, because you're going group. into yeah, yes, yes, a group. Yeah. Okay, this is yeah. the point. And it's close to a police station. You have party, you know, you have, you know, I mean, election committees in their constituencies, in their regions. You could always make a report and get the party to... I'll you. tell the police. I'll tell the police. Well, don't
7: go there thinking that you are captain planet. Well, what do with you? Gentlemen, this is your lecture headquarters coming to you live from the studios here at uh, Kokomble Joy News. Yeah. And uh, we are also live of course Joy 99.7 FM. We are live across our social media platforms. You're live on the myjoyonline.com. Check our live uh, feed currently updating on everything that is happening you don't want to miss a thing. And as we've been speaking, we'll be going through uh, quickly to our smart wall here because we have some analysis for you. We wanna help you do, lay the foundations for you to appreciate what it's about to unfold today. we are gonna be isolating some of the battleground constituencies where we believe there are keen contests to watch, where we also believe we may, we may have some significant casualties. And just to help you, by the time that we're done, with this process at the end of it and the results begin to come in, you can make better sense of it. So stay with us. We're going to go to that pretty shortly here on the smart wall. But there are key constituencies already beginning to shape up. We've just been to Pru West. Guess where we are going next? We're going to Dom Quabinia, another key area for us. And we'll be isolating that and analyzing it, but I want to go to my colleague, Samuel Embura, who is there for us right now and is beginning to get a feel of what is about to unfold there. Uh, and I don't want to spoil the party, but this is the constituency of Adra Safo yeah. and Aero Microquay Tell me, uh, Mbura, have you seen any of them there yet? Have you seen their supporters, their uh, agents on the ground? Is, is everything
3: set for a takeoff? Well, Evans, I'm reaching live from the Kobia and um, the Atomic School Park, just directly opposite the, the divisional police command. Um, I must say, when I arrived here, the first candidate I saw... Uh, is the third person joining the race. Um, we know lawyer uh, Sheila Duma from the Office of the First Lady is already seated here with some of the delegates. But I've not seen uh, Sarah Ajua Safo here yet. I've not seen Michael uh, Aaron Okwe Jr here. But I've spoken to the accounts and then they should be heading to this uh, center uh, pretty shortly. But I, I must say that uh, security is really uh, tight over here at, at the center. Right behind me, we have enough men uh, ensuring that um, there is an um, order at this uh, particular center. So uh, we don't know the exact men here though but um, what the commander tells me is that they have enough men on standby in case of any issue they will deploy them for uh, to restore calm. Um, the, the EC officials are also ready you know, by, by 7 a.m. unfortunately that, that's not the situation. Uh, they are yet to start but um, they have actually divided the voting centers into two in this particular uh, area, that's uh, voting center A and B, and they are having about a 1,700 delegates coming to cast their ballot. So right behind me, they have about three queues that the police uh, is um, actually controlling to go and then uh, cast um uh, they, are, they, are, they are balanced. So, taking into consideration, this is actually a crucial constituency for the um, NPP. Looking at the electoral numbers, I mean, they constitute the highest in terms of the voters' population in Ghana—over 170,000 voters. So, you realise that all eyes are on this particular constituency. I've seen so many big weeks of the NPP uh, coming um, around, and I've seen the uh, flyers, and I've seen the uh, pictures of all aspirants on the main road from the atomic area heading towards the uh, the domain uh, areas there. So it's quite... Um, the, the situation or the atmosphere here is not tensed yet. It is uh, gradually um, uh, heating up. And right behind me, you can see how the delegates are anxiously waiting to cast um, uh, their balance um, over there. So, uh, Evans, I must say that uh, so far uh, it has been calm. Um, just that the delegates had to wait for a longer time before uh, starting uh, the the, the voting process. Uh, We don't know what exactly has actually led to the delay. But um, I, I will engage the constituency secretary, Tio uh, Flos Salabi, pretty shortly what he makes of um, the, the situation. But in an earlier conversation I had with him, he was um, quite um, optimistic that the elections will be conducted uh, transparently. Uh, good morning. Thank you for joining us on the election headquarters on the Joy News Channel and all our channels across the country. What do you make of the
2: exercise process? You are supposed to start at exactly 7 o'clock, but that wasn't the case. Why? Uh, it got delayed by, I, I think... 10 to 15 minutes. Reason being, this is an open space. We didn't get a storage facility for some of the uh, resources we're going to use, especially the tables and chairs. We have to keep them somewhere. But the, uh, the, the storekeeper was a bit late, uh, it's about 10 15 minutes late, so that's about it. But I don't think it will have so much effect on the election process.
3: So, in total, you have about a, a 1,700 a 1, delegates. Uh, what's the exact
2: number? The, in, the total is 1840 plus one member of parliament so it's going to be 1841 people we are expecting to vote here and um, they will not all be vote. some demise, very few demise and all that so the numbers will be a little bit less than what is in the album But if it
3: we know how crucial this seat is for you the NPP uh, like we all know this is the populous constituency in the whole country i we going to ensure that the election is conducted free and fairly, so at the end, there will not be cracks?
2: Um, we, have, we have put several measures in place. Um, the elections committee that I am a member and a secretary to, uh, we have met with the candidates. Um, the reason why I say it's going to be peaceful and transparent is that last four years by now there, be, there was so much tension in the constituency with regards to album and a whole lot of questions here and there. But this time we have met them severally, and they have all agreed to this process we are undertaking today. So if if any unforeseen occurrences happen, then um, I don't I don't think we will be we will be. Having a bad day it should be a good so, day. So, um, with the security arrangements so far, would you say you are satisfied, or you Perfect. think they should be more? I have I have engaged the security persons more than six times in this constituency, and um, we are putting several measures measures in place. Measures in place that we are all happy with what they are doing now. The numbers we, we they have. They have a backup plan in, in case of anything. The security will call for. Relegates and the constituents, as we're doing today, to comport themselves. I know they'll comport themselves. By close of today, we'll all be jubilating and we'll all be winners as a party.
3: We know the party has already given the election guidelines, the protocols and all that. So far, do you think the
2: aspirants, the um, supporters have um, gone by them? No one has objected to the guidelines the party brought, and we are all adhering to them. Um, we are supposed to vote with uh, either a voter's ID card, a Ghana card, or something, and we are not also permitted to take our phones into the booths. All have been adhered to as we speak, and um, there's nothing new. There have been several elections in the party, and nothing new has come for.
3: All right, so uh, Evans, that's uh, Chia Flores and Salabi uh, talking to her uh, the constituency secretary. But right in my short is um, Sheila Adoma, the third candidate in this particular race. Earlier I engaged her, uh, but she, she wouldn't uh, want to share. But let me just try again and see if she could talk to us briefly. Uh, oh, Madam, oh. good morning. Thanks for life for on the Joy News channel. In a word, all right, Sheila wouldn't want to talk to us um, uh, now, but we are still here monitoring the event, like I said um all is said they have started the voting process security is very tight and the party is expecting that at the end of the day they will have a free fair and transparent election so i'll hand it over back to you evans in the studio uh as i went that updates will definitely give you a life uh, and mbura
7: don't go just yet i mean as you know this particular constituency is for me the the constituency to watch across the country and you can see how uh, enthusiastic the delegates are curing to vote very early, Uh, just gone past 7.30, so polling uh, has been going on now for 33 minutes, and we've seen across the country already that it's been quite a struggle to get uh, the the process underway, but there is no lack of enthusiasm there. The electoral Commission is set up and is going on as planned. Sarah Joseph obviously has made this particular constituency one of the very controversial ones. He's been begging the delegates, you, Mbura, spend time in that constituency. Right, trying to pick up a sense of what will happen, but also how the delegates were reacting to all that unfolded with Sarah Joseph's decision to uh, stay in the US while the party needed here her to p- prosecute government agenda in the house. And there's a sense that Michael Quay himself is trying to exploit that. I mean, before today, what did you pick up in terms of the, the, the dynamics, as far as Sarah Joseph concerned and, Michael Quay Jr. We'll come to the contest and their historical battles over the period. That also gives you a sense of what may happen today. But you but you got the real sense on the ground. Give us a feel of that.
3: As, exactly, as I spent two days in this constituency. That was on um, Tuesday and Wednesday. I engaged the party executives, some of them. I also uh, spoke more to the, the delegates and also... The residence here at Domikobia. I must say, generally, um, it is not actually going in favor of uh, Sarah Ajoasa for the thing that, uh, and is going for um, another term, will not augur well for the constituency. They are raising issues about the fact that she, at the point, uh, absconded from parliamentary duties with some excuses that they think were not um, appropriate and not convincing enough. Uh, so the general sense I'm getting here is that they are rooting for a new a new candidate to come in. But this is an election. Anything can happen. Two days or, I mean, three days ago, that was the sense that I had uh, from the people. When I also got here, too, it is the same, um, more or less, the same feeling that I am getting. Something that uh, Michael O'Reilly Jr., who lost by eight votes to Sarah Adria in the previous election, um, could be a better candidate, or Sheila Doma from the First Lady's Office um, can, can can be the right person. But for Sarah Adria for she... Uh, wouldn't be the right person to lead the party. They are so much concerned about the fortunes of the party in the 2024 uh, general election. They think that going with her uh, may actually uh, cause them some electoral, I mean, I mean, misfortunes. So um, the general feeling is that Sarah has not actually lived up to expectation, and she has to pave way for another person to lead the MPP in the upcoming general election. Always oh, say there are no
7: absolutes in politics. Absolutely, no absolutes in politics. And so, what you expect sometimes doesn't necessarily play out uh, the way you expect. And these are the individuals in this contest today. Let, let's let's go through them. Let, let's let, let's. This is obvious too. I'm saying the Ghana Free Zones Authority CEO uh, and and the former ambassador to India. Uh, okay, oh, for, for for Ghana, that's uh, uh, Michael Quay Jr., who is the son, of course, of the former Speaker of Parliament. you have. Sarah Ajasafu, uh, who is an incumbent MP currently, He's a former Minister for Gender Social Protection um, at the time when all this controversy erupted. And of course, you not have this lawyer, apparently he also works in the, the First, Lady's First Lady's office. Lady's office uh, yes, Sheila Adoma.
6: Second head for me because uh, you know she, she has a very important role to play in all of this. Now listen to what there someone, you go. This is what Samuel Mbura said to all of us. Now a lot of some delegates say she Adrasafo, must not be the MP. Mm. they think they need another MP mm. now it is no longer absolute Michael Quay. you have another person showing up mm. now will that person steal from Michael Quay what can actually aid him in winning the elections or may actually take votes of Sarah Adrasafo to enhance the chances of Michael Aaron okay in other words she possibly could be the beneficiary of this
7: monumental clash between the two protagonists.
6: But she could actually just play into Adrasafu's game and ensure that she takes the anti-Adrasafu votes, part of all of which would have gone to Michael Quay if he was the only one contesting. And this is just first pass it. You know, so it doesn't matter the percentage. It's not like we're expecting more than 50%. If she's able to take votes from Michael Quay and there are significant votes, Sarah Adrasafu wins the election. And this is the point. Look, prior to uh, this week, we probably would have said, Adra oh, Safu has, no, I mean, has no chance. For, forget about her, she has no chance. But a lot of things have changed in the last five days. What has changed? A lot. Delegates have gone and have uh, pledged forgiveness. Lots of uh, goodies have changed hands. And this is the other point where people don't realize. So we're talking about, well, why is the party rewarding Adra the
7: because they, they actually put her on a committee in parliament. And this is a very similar committee. The parliamentary, uh, the constitutional legal affairs, constitutional uh, legal and parliamentary affairs committee in parliament,
6: as the deputy chair. The party must not be seen as working against Sarah Drasafu. Because of the relevance of the Christo Asafu group, particularly around the and country, number and in, yes, in that particular constituency. In that constituency. Yeah. So the party should be seen as being it safe, so that if you go and lose, it's not like we thwarted your efforts. So I make the point
7: earlier, and this is the plausible deniability uh, uh, theory, which is we wanted to remove uh, using the constitutional provision that, of course, is triggered when you uh, absent yourself from parliament for more than fifteen sittings without permission. And the committee worked on that. In fact, as we know, it's, there's a ruling that is so pending that the speaker has not delivered on her, right? So that's one. And we know that the, the, the group in parliament that was pushing for this was a majority side, led by Ossetche Ben-Sabonsu himself. Majority, so and the minority so actually, opposed, actually it. opposed it, right? Yeah. That didn't materialize. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, she returns, she goes to the parliament, and then when the opportunity comes to reconstitute the, the committee's She's rewarded with a very significant position as a vice chair of the Constitutional Legal Affairs Committee in Parliament. So, party moves on. She apologizes the constituency. We know we, you want her out. But then there is a delegate election. Okay. In the delegate election, based on what he said there, you have a constituency there that is significant because of the, the crisis factor. Do you just leave her to go and then use other means, covert means, through influencing the delegates, to take her out. That would have been a very legitimate way to, to get her off the seat. But then you maintain plausible deniability while doing that. I mean, I'm talking about the forces in the party that wanted her out. Obviously, they didn't succeed, but they can get the delegates to do it and then just say, this is the result of democracy, and she's legitimately been removed.
8: Except that in the last time a similar contest was done, it was the belief, at least for people who were close to a for, that government officials and big people in government actually were using the same tactics to get her out. That's why she only won by those eight votes. This is the 20, I I wanna wanna go
7: there now, just a second, because you mentioned it just for people to see. Uh, Winston, walk us through that.
6: So in 2020, now as you can see, she pulls 496 Mm -hmm. to Michael Chris, 488. Let me give the caveat here. In 2020, because of COVID-19, you actually had the party voting in electoral areas. Mm, yeah. So it wasn't all of them converging at a place and voting. But while people may have said that also, you saw some government officials like Esla Ouswe Kufu mm-hmm. going to Dom benya to actually support Sarah Adra Safo. At the time, she makes a statement that I remember so well. She says, where has Michael Kui been all this while that all of a sudden he wants to come and take over? So at the time... And we know that's not really true. because and for as we're contesting for God knows yes, long. At the time, you had Sarah for as Minister of State in charge of public yeah, procurement. Sure. At the time, she was not in the bad books of the NPP like you have it today. And had, can you put the in her corner. In her corner. And at the time, you also had people saying to Michael Quay, And this is the other point. I mean, you are You are a speaker. Your son is ambassador. Why do you want to come and take the MP again?
7: Mm. So that, that was a context.
6: Yes. in, in the, la, the last time the they, last they came face to face in the primary 2020. 2020. What about 2021? 2011. In, in 2011, Michael Quay Which was... Which is then, what you see on your screens yes. there. Michael Quay was then sitting member of parliament. Yes. Now, Sarah Adjwasaf, who had contested Professor Michael Quay yeah. in the primaries of 2007 or 2008 and had yeah, lost yeah. to Professor Michael Quay. So when she comes back the second time, now to cha- uh, challenge for the seat, she has... The son of Professor Michael Quay wanting to take over from his father. As usual, the conversation was. And the context, the outcome. It's not
8: a hegemony. Uh, Yes. And the outcome outcome was 186
7: votes for Adrasafo and 124.
6: There are those who say, Michael Quay Jr. There are those who say, I'd have to say this, there are those who say that on the day of the election, so we're told that on the day of the election, Mm. Uh, Michael Quis' uh, wife went into labour, and so he could not do the machinations that you expect mm. in an election, mm. <laughs> and that did not help him. Yeah, so he lost. Raymond, your point was no, with absolutely. the
8: context that closed yes. in 2020, that the factor, that factor about Adwoa for having people try to work against her, she would come out and voice it. She would actually do things that maybe people in government may not like. She will do things that party may not like because it is the beginning of what she considers her problems in government. Mm -hmm. I hope you get the point. Mm -hmm. The entire conversation about whether or not people wanted her out and they are doing everything to get her out. So whichever excuse or whichever justification she gave previously was not accepted by the same people. Now, I agree that this time around, she's really going to have it tough. Uh, It's true. There isn't a small group of people in Domekwa-Benya would have been happy to see her return. And I also say that she's one of the people that barring the recent happiness would have been somebody that people loved in the constituency and loved to keep her continue the role. Because those days she engaged more. She was the people's person. But the more recent happiness made it difficult for them to think that she should be representing them. Even the bad press alone. If you spoke to delegates and say, now every time we hear Domi Kouabinyan, even though they did a road uh, alongside, they did something also around Kwabinya and all of that, nobody is talking about that. Mm. Everything you hear is what the MP has done wrong or is refusing to do. It's giving us such a terrible name, making it difficult for us to even go out and convince other people to be interested in the party's engagement. So maybe a change will bring the kind of hope that we want in there. Except as you mentioned, the change has not always been Michael Quay is our very best option. Surprisingly, for all the years that he has contested, it is shocking that this should have been the walk in the park for him, but you'll be shocked how many people are still gravitating towards a joint today. And even from last night, how many people still believe that? Well, she can be given a final. And, ad and, ad and I want to
7: say because you live in the constituency, mm-hmm. I'm going to return to you to. to I tell do. Us. Too. Oh, you also. Oh, you also live <laughs> there. You you must have picked up intelligence overnight. And yeah. as we always say here on election headquarters, it is it it is the night before the elections. And as we've seen it play out in the Pro West, where things really begin to unfold and change. So, guys, stay with me because I want to go to another place very sure. quickly. And, and as you see on your screens, there, we'll be walking through uh, some of the analysis for you I want to go to Bantama and I want to be uh, very frank about it this is another key area that we are watching extremely closely why let's bring in my colleague Nanayajima who is standing by with the that answer uh, for us Nanayajima why are we focusing on Bantama in the Ashanti region the stronghold of the MPP
10: so bantama is the bedrock of the npp in, in the ashanti region it's one area the npp is able to gather a number of votes when it comes to the general elections so they call this place florida and also in bantam when it comes to the parliamentary um, elections they've had three different mps in 12 years so it tells you that whoever comes in is able to afford just one term from the days of Harry Kwabna Kokufu through to Ochema Bwaje, now Asenso Bwaje. And we have Ralph Ejapon who is trying to unseat. Um, Mr. Asenso Abachi. He's trying to continue the one term, you know, that has always been given to a number of these people or these uh, parliamentary candidates in the Bantama constituency. So it's one of the area, that areas that many tip to be keenly contested in the Ashanti region. Exactly at seven o'clock, the EC was ready. Everything was in place, and delegates ten minutes later started coming in to cast their ballots. Already, some people have gone through the process, including the chairman of the NPP in the Bantama constituency himself. He has also gone through the, um, the whole process to cast his ballots. As you can see, let's, let, let's start talking about security in this area. I've been able to count a number of policemen within the inner perimeter, and um, g- when, when I went out, I also realized that same number or similar number of police men have been stationed outside the inner perimeter and they are all trying to ensure that this election is as safe as possible Um, uh, from from the engagement I had with the leader of the team he said that more men may come in to ensure that things in Bantama are well and properly done Um, when I came in here um, one of the camps in this election that's um, they had their members or support some of the uh, members of the camp coming in and alleging that one the incumbent member of parliament have camped some delegates in some areas and this they believe it's not a good a, a good uh, uh, it's no good for the election already when the code of conduct was read for this election the General Secretary of the NPP made it clear that camping and transportation of delegates to the premises or the polling station is not allowed in this election. But unfortunately, according to one of the camps, it's alleged that one of the um, aspirants in this election, particularly the Member of Parliament, is the one who is doing this. But that has not been confirmed yet. I know that he made a report to the Chairman... Of the NPP in the Bantama constituency, I would want to talk to the chairman and find out so far what he has been able to establish concerning this allegation that is being, um, you know, that is flying around. Chairman, you, you, you've uh, an official report has been made so far. I, I realise that Rafa Japon was engaging you, and he told you that he, he understands that some people have been camped somewhere. Um, are you aware of this, or have
1: you received this complaint? Hi good morning <clears throat> good morning to the viewers and those listening I don't think anybody has been come well like i said his complaint was that um, most of the delegates have joined the mp the mp said he was going to have a morning prayer session before coming to vote and he invited the delegates and constituents alike to join him pray in the church in the constituency, Christ Apostolic Church. So he is saying that the fact that they are there with the MP means he has come them. But then the church is accessible. Everybody can go there and, and leave. So I don't think it's coming
10: So so it means that people are allowed to come out. If they would want to come out, they are allowed to leave the church premises. And this, this is contrary to what the... Um, Aspirants is saying that people are forced to stay inside and they are not being allowed to, to come out. So uh, what what you are saying if it's a church then it means that people are allowed to go in and come out whenever they want.
1: Sure, 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 sure. I believe you. you your team should have quickly even one day 5 minutes from here. It's an open church. And as far as I'm in fact when I got a complaint I decided to just drive there and see if maybe they really are under guard or whatever. But you could see they are just all over praying some are green groups talking chatting so i realized i mean it's a free will. they went on their own free will. and the election as long as it's going to end at 2 p.m i mean you can't force anybody to come here at seven that is your choice yeah so we, we will
10: go there and confirm your, your claim but we wanted to focus on what is happening here first
1: you've gone through the process you've cast your ballots how was it like i think so far it's smooth in fact from the guidelines from national if you are not an accredited delegate you are not su- supposed to enter the polling area you know um some of the delegates came in they didn't even have the accreditation but i made sure that the police understood that they were delegates and are allowed to vote and they all cast their votes peacefully i think it's so far it's supposed to be a very peaceful process i don't know why people want to read red flags looking at the process so far is very peaceful yeah. the CEC is doing their job and i'm hoping and praying that it goes so until the end of the program
10: thank you very much chairman so we'll be here speaking to you um on subsequent development now let's go back to security earlier some someone and um, one of the delegates Tried to enter the premises with his mobile phone, and this is disallowed per the code of conduct that have been released by the N- NPP. So um, the security men would not allow that. It, it was some. It took some time for them to sort it out. Um, later, the delegates agreed to what the police were saying. A lot of people had to come in. It, it was a heated argument between the police and this gentleman. This, uh, so it took it took some time for the police to come down tempest, but they, the police are on the ground and they are ensuring that they go strictly by the code of um, conduct when it comes to this particular election. Um, the aspirants. Let's talk about the aspirants. It, this election is between um, Asenzo Bwache, who is the incumbent member of parliament, and Mr. Ralph Ejapon, who is seeking to unseat Mr. Asenzo Bwache after um, Asenzo Bwache has been in parliament for one term. Mr. Ralph Ejapon is the brother of Kennedy Ohine Ejapon, and uh, Kennedy Ohine Ejapon, and as uh, as well as um, Mr. Nana Ajantua, who attempted to unseat the chairman of the um, constituency. They are part of this team and they've been on the ground ensuring that they campaign to the delegates, get the delegates to understand that Mr. Ralph is the best candidate for um, the Bantama constituency. Uh, before these people came to town, um, the president himself was on the ground, even before the NPP pinned nominations for these candidates so far and he um, ensured that he spoke to the people of the constituency telling them that it would be right for them to maintain a So from what has been happening, a lot of people believe that this is an election between the president, Nanado Dankwa Akufuado, and uh, Mr. Kennedy Ohine Ejapon. Um, talking about the pres- presidential primary, uh, which Mr. Kennedy Ejapon was an aspirant, it was a close contest between Dr. Mahmoud Baumia and Mr. Kennedy Ohine Ejapon in this particular constituency. So many believe that it's likely that his brother who worked for him during his time or during that period will be able to get a lot of the people also um, voting for him or those who voted for Mr. Ohinojapon also um, this time giving their votes to the brother of Mr. Um, Kennedy Japón, that's Ralph Ijapon to become the parliamentary candidate for the Bantama constituency so it's 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 very interesting interesting dynamics from the people as you heard there is a church service ongoing within Bantama constituency and um, according to the chairman, Mr. Ohine, Mr. Ralph Ejapon is mistaking that to be camping of the delegates. We'll go to th- that th- th- that point to establish what exactly is happening there. But uh, as far as I, I I can report, everything is set in the Bantama constituency for the parliamentary primary delegates already are coming in going through the process and casting their ballots so bantam are so far so good very calm but some or the um uh, the, the 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 person seeking to unseat the incumbent is unhappy with um, some of the things that are happening in the constituency
7: yeah, thank you very much, There, I'll, I'll be taking you pretty shortly uh, to the Ayawaso Central Constituency. By the way, this is Ayawaso Central Constituency. What well, I was saying. Yes. I'll be taking you. I'm just, I'm to, we are going to be staying exactly so uh, Central Constituency. Uh, just a second though. Let's put what we just said in contest. Mm-hmm. In fact, I believe leading into today, this constituency, Bantaba, had made the most news yeah. because of Kennedy Ejipon. He spent some time there. His own brother. Rafael Ejipon is contesting the uh, minister for works and housing, Asen who was a former deputy uh, chief of staff. And this has been pretty intense. He's accused him of corruption. In fact, alleging that if his brother doesn't win, he's gonna spill the beans. He's accused him of manipulating processes to take up some state lands. Again, he came by firing and dismissing that. So this has been, in fact, the, the most trending story around this. And Kennedy-Japon has been very consistent Mm. battering him. I'm talking about the Minister of Works and Housing. And so, it set this up to be a titanic clash.
6: You see, and on the State of Play on Thursday, I said something. If Rafael-Japon loses, it will be because of his brother Kennedy-Japon. And this is the reason. The element of surprise in the presidential primary is known today. The element of attacking people all the time is known and so people would no longer sit down for you to attack them. One man, always, I will expose your party, I will expose my party, I will expose my party. What you're beginning to see, listen to the chairman, the chairman immediately, he's told, oh, but they say he said he's not camping. He's actually going to cha-
7: Yeah, that, That's actually a fascinating pronouncement, especially when he just received the complaint. Exactly. And already the chairman has dismissed it. <laughs> His first answer was, oh, there's no camping. There's no camping. He hasn't even really spent time
6: to go. No but he knew what happened. No, he knows. He knows actually what is happening. And this is the point for me. I mean, how in God's name do you tell me that I woke up this morning and I said, I'm going for devotion, so join me. And then they both join you to go for devotion. So but delegates
7: then, to from, to all, yes. from the
6: chairman, what chairman says, follow
7: follows said,
6: so watch it to, 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 to a devotion. To devotion. I don't believe that story.
7: And his opponent, well, they
8: uh, say that uh, on the day, they day of, of election, election, there cannot be any canvassing, there
6: cannot be Exactly. Easy. So
8: exactly what devotion I go to do delegates on the day of election.
6: I am saying, I don't believe that story, but it's because. Kennedy Japong is fighting his party and the party system would not allow him to be a second time lucky. If he pulled so many votes, about 37% of the votes in the presidential primary, they would not allow him to actually hold the party to ransom again. You want to clip his wings. Exactly, through this. And this is where I say, his brother becomes his waterloo. Now watch this carefully. Rafael Japong is a man of the people in Bantama. Person for person, he's loved more than Asensu Brachi in Bantama. This is a man that can sit down and set a table from where we are to the end of the road with people seated mm. and having a, a, a party time. This is a lawyer who defends people in Bantama. This is a guy who can go to uh, you know Convanoche Teaching Hospital, gets to meet nurses, and give them additional salary. Mm. So this is a man who's loved by the people. However, in Bantama... In 2011, Francis Asensubachi, at the time that Cecilia Dapa decided she was not contesting, mm-hmm. he contested uh, Kokufu, who was then party chairman. Here Kukufu, we go, here we go. I, I, I come to this 2020. But in t- 2011, he contests and he loses to Kokufu. Then in 2015, this man, O-chim- Daniel, O-chimabaji, Daniel Ochimabaji, beats Kokufu. Okay, he comes with a lot of money, he beats Kokufu in that election. Then by 2020, Asensubachi comes again. And it's interesting, it's funny because in 2011, uh, Ochimabaji. Supported, uh, you know, Asenso Bachi against Kokofu. He lost in 2015. Uh, Asenso Bache supported Ochimabaji against Kokufu. then he beat Kokofu. Then Kokufu supports Ochimabaji. Uh, he supports Asenso Bache against Ochimabaji in 2020, and then uh, Asenso Bache becomes victorious.
7: No, and let's put it in context for the purposes of our audiences on radio. Yeah. And what we see on your screens here is that 2020 primary exactly, and you see Asenso Bache's overwhelming victory. there. Exactly, he completely tore. That uh, no ba to shrek, 456 votes to his 122, and this, by the way, I remember this uh, following this and covering this on the show. There was conflict in that particular constituency yeah. because he was a you have an incumbent, to, you know, member of parliament who saw that he was about to lose an election. There was violence there; the police had to be called in to try and manage it. In the end, as you see on your screens there, boache 78.89% to Dano just 21.11%. Yeah,
6: he was not in the results. So, so this is the, point, the final point I make, Evans. So today, ordinarily, but for Kennedy Japan, we will be saying this is a very difficult con- It's still a very difficult contest for uh, Asa Sobuachi, But at the end of it, if Rafael doesn't win, he should go and blame his brother. But Raymond, here here though is, is, is
7: the interesting point to what uh, uh, Winston just says there. If you flip it, if you also look at Kennedy Pons' performance mm. in the recently uh, concluded presidential primaries in the party, when he placed second, and was actually, in many people's eyes, far exceeded expectations. You would think, rather he was actually going to be a, a, a positive for his, for his brother. Because he became overwhelmingly very popular in the party. But, but Winston is saying, he's actually becoming a distraction.
8: He's becoming a liability and not an asset. you agree with that? No, two ways. First, the problem with Kennedy Japan is that even in this election, he's not deploying the tools he had deployed previously. Previously, he will go, and he did it across the country. He will go to constituents, very difficult constituencies. He will not only mount platforms. He will actually go there with resources, no matter what, to the most difficult areas to try and get people to understand why that MP should be elected mm. or try and flip the situation there. In Bantama, for example, he has been more promising and threatening groups with, I will release information, it will affect not only the MP, but But that, also but that was his campaign style no. in the lead-up to the no, presidential primary. He did it. He promising did it. showdowns. I get the you, delegates loved it. So why do you think they his, will obviously all of a sudden... His Rejected impact on parliamentary elections across the country have not been this kind of threats. That is what's strange about his engagement now with me. But, 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 because my, my, my point to both of you, he hasn't changed his style. No, I think that's... He's it. No, it. He's attacking I'm everybody. I'm separating it. I'm saying that when Kennedy Japan goes to Nishiasu, he doesn't go with a claim that, oh, this is what I'm going to do against the NDC if you don't vote. Or oh, this is what I'm going to release if you fail to move. What he does most of the time is to go with resource and also do some of these, oh, you need to get a man in there. And the love flows naturally to See, I am worried about this this style. And I support wisdom on that. This style that says, I'm threatening everybody and holding you to ransom that if you do not end up voting my man, you will lose out, but that is what he did. But with the other point here is that's that what he did, and his, his, his is candidate is already complaining. This is not the KJ style. If it is winning, by all means, he leads it. He's not the one who ends up beginning the day with complaints. What can the complain to you in the primary? No, I'm not saying, I'm not saying but he, he lost was, it. But he lost it, but I'm telling in primary elections, in primary elections. Japan's impact has been that he gets in there, gets the job done. It is not happening in Bantuba. It's the reason why they are complaints on the ground. It's the reason why he's adopted this skill of deciding that if I don't force them to do this thing for me, and I agree with the to 2 at one point, if it continues, and again, this is delegate elections. The delegates do not care whether the Japan can expose their MP. You get my point. At the end of the day, we all know the factors that influences it. And nobody should dismiss the fact that. The MP has become very popular, but also and moving over the period, electorally being given that been ministerial ministry. Yes, I, I, I just mentioned I mentioned earlier on that 88.8 percent is the percentage of voting garnered in the last election. That is massive. The closest to that was 88.4, mm. which was the previous uh, uh, election year. You cannot just dismantle such a man with competence, and of course, I'm also opposed to this. Pretence of I'm going to uh, morning divorces, so following me and delegates should be going along. But your, your counter proposal cannot be just complaining. Mm. Your counter proposal in real politics is to show proof that you also have your own people engaged. And in Kenjapon, with all his resources, and you see how we are dismissing Ralph out of this, and we have seen this as a competition between Kenjapon and the member of parliament, It's because he stated right from when you were doing the primaries, the main election presidential primaries. He was not happy with the comments that the MP made about him, and he isolated him. He was clear in his mind that he knows he's going to the election. He will do all he can. But why should the entire constitution so be, your, be your
7: quest that is of vendetta? You're saying if his brother loses today, it will be Kennedy Pons
8: defeat. Unlike how he has been yes. and, and, in other areas.
7: And after and after the presidential primary, we all said Kennedy Pong is the next big thing in the MPP. Yes. You guys are saying that if the outcome of this election will prove if it's that
8: really that popular in, look, in the party stronghold look, of the Ashanti region. No, yes. I still believe that, see, in the Ashanti region, generally, if this election was being done by ordinary people in the Ashanti region today, you're so, so convinced that this guy will win. Okay, Raph will win. Uh, 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 yes. If it's the ordinary voters in the area, I'm so convinced Rafa will win. Because Kep is very popular in the Asante region today mm. at every, every very evening time.
7: And, and mm. on your screen still is uh, Bantama. As you can see, this is this the uh, outer perimeter of the polling st- station there, the, the voting center. And there's a lot of activity with heavy police presence there. And it's to be expected because of the tensions that has been building into today. Because of the uh, you know, uh, uh, campaigns and pronounces. Pr- pr- Look, pronouncements.
6: Eventually... Can you will your be put in check. Mm. And it starts from Bantama. Mm. It starts from Ewutu Senya East. All the areas he says he's going to make sure their MPs will lose. The party will try to send a message to Ken. And if he's not careful, we have said he's going to be the next big thing. His downfall may start today.
7: Okay, hold on, gentlemen, because there's more happening across the country. And I want to go to Ayahuasca Central. In fact, I want to stay in this constituency where, uh, this, the, the constituency where, of course, we are based. Here in Kukumemile, it's part of this constituency. And this is the constituency where you have the Greater crowd Regional Minister coming up against Moses Abor, and it's going to be a keen contest. And already we hear reports of some uh, disagreements. I'm putting it mildly, I want to bring in Sweetie Abochi, who's there for us uh, this morning. Sweetie, what's happening? Okay, uh, we'll, we'll try and get her in, but as you know, this is your election headquarters. It's brought to you by Petrosol, your clean fuel in full quantity. Uh, they make it possible for us to bring you uh, this rival, comprehensive coverage from across the country. Petrosol your clean floor in full quantity hello sweetie what's happening uh, in the yawaso central constituency please unmute okay uh, let's let's fix that uh, and and why is the yawaso central constituency
8: important
6: because it's the constituency of the Greater Crown. Oh, oh, hold
8: on, because I see this gentleman wants to say something. No, no, that was before the Bar one. Okay. okay. We should not forget that the President himself went to Batsba Exactly. To throw his weight behind the candidate. So. And that's an important point. in the clear. No, I mean, I get the point, but at, at least the executive leader of the country signaled, and let's not get it wrong, mm. in many areas, I mean, except for the formal engagements that happened previously, mm-hmm. In many areas, when the president signals that this is the way I want things to go... People comply.
3: Because People comply. he
8: still has some control, except some may think that in his dying years or months or so, out of government, you might not think... But here's, he the, so my, but here's
7: the point on that. Did a what, uh need the president to be there for him?
6: Yes, he needed the president. Considering his own strength in the No, 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 no. no. At that point, Considering his performance. No, 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 no. At that point in time, he didn't have a lot of strength. <laughs> yes. ne- yeah, 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 He didn't have it. You need the president to actually send a certain signal, which then would get other appointees. That's true. And you've know seen Chairman Sabunzu, using it at a point. He gets some of his colleagues, even from the other side, okay. showing up in Swami at the time to say, we need Chairman Sabunzu in parliament. What the president's visit does for you is that it gets some of your colleagues.
7: But that, but that is true. If the president is still that popular in the party. And as we know, the president's own popularity in the party has waned over time. Of course time. it has. And he's a lame duck no, now. No, it, That's, it comes back to my point.
6: Did he need that? So the point I'm making is that there are still appointees who are loyal to the president.
7: But okay. how many are they in the delegates?
6: No, they're not delegates. What but they, they can do, also bring their constituency to you. To, I mean, they can bring their, okay. I mean, they can actually get, bring a voice to you and mm-hmm. say, let's bring Asenso back to parliament. And that's the reason you need such a person to show up there for you. And so when the president says, Asenso is my son, help him win the election. You're actually telling some of the key persons in the constituency. Mm-hmm. Like, um, hold hold on for
7: me. Asenso Bachi is voting now on your screens, as you can see. Uh, He is now in a queue. He's taking his ballot papers, uh, He's thumbprinting them now, going to the electoral officers who are uh, facilitating that process. Uh, He just turned to look at the ballot box. He's looking at how many votes are already in there, and I'm sure he's thinking how many of that is mine. He's now uh, just approaching the ballot box to put in his ballot paper. Uh, and, of course, he's voting for himself.
8: Of course. <laughs> so, yeah. He's done with the church service.
7: Well, he's done with the church service. The church service that has become a very contentious be- issue this morning. Uh, just for those who are so listening to us on, on radio, he's gone into the booth now. Uh, he's about to put his uh, ballot paper into that. Well, he's got to Tom print now in the, in the booth and then move to uh, put his uh, paper in the ballot box. We're going to walk through this for you because we're going to try and get a quick word from him also uh, because our correspondent is on the ground. Yes, he's done, uh, and he's uh, just getting out of the polling uh, uh, in a perimeter. He's having a conversation, I guess, with somebody who I believe is is, uh, his agent. One other person has come to talk to him. They are ushering him out of the place now. He's having a conversation. Why is this important? Because as we know, the Kennedy Pons by the rough uh japan has father complained this morning that he has been camping delegates when he uh went to pray we uh, in a church apparently exactly and, uh, and the delegates followed him for morning prayers we're doing morning devotion and that has been reported as camping uh we'll try and see if we can get a comment from him uh and my colleague is doing that let's uh, go there let's get a bit of the sound uh, in so we can get a sense of what is happening there <laughs>
2: Oh, they are not
10: Are
2: you,
10: are you ready? can we go
7: And, and just as we've been watching on your screens there, Senso Buache is currently in a conversation with the police officers. Uh, we don't quite know what's happening, but he seemed unhappy with something. And he is currently now talking to the police officers, gesticulating, asking them to do something. We don't know what. Our reporter is with him. We're trying to get a sense of what is happening, at least, not, if not from Senso himself, but from our reporter. Just to give us context, he's finished voting. He was being ushered out, and then he stopped. Started speaking to the police officers, uh, asking them to do something. We see two police officers, at least in our sure people are beginning to gather around him. He himself uh, is yet to leave the premises. We'll get to context. Aljima, uh, can you hear me? Okay, we'll try and get Naniyajima in, but, but, but we expected this to happen in Bantama. There's been a complaint today. It has been dismissed. Even before an official investigation could be launched into it, immediately by the constituency chairman, Asso Bache is currently just finished voting, and we've seen what appears to be some, you know, disagreements over this. We'll, we'll get clarity from our report. Okay, we're getting some clarity now. Let, let's hear him. Okay. Okay, we'll, 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 we'll a, fix a, that. So, I mean,
6: one of the things you want to know also from the constituency is the numbers that have showed up immediately after the supposed church service. Yeah. And so after the church service, you have a lot of people showing up to come to a vote, for instance. Uh, that could actually help you determine whether or not you know, these are persons who just went to the church service or went for other things under the pretext of a church service. Mm-hmm. But we need to know because he, he seemed a bit unhappy having a conversation with the police. I don't know what they, uh, he was telling the police. But, of course, that is to be expected in Bantama mm. because of the stakes, very high. And if you are ask Zubrati, you want to do everything, yeah. you want to make sure you win that election.
7: In- in- indeed, and we'll stay on this particular story for you as it unfolds in Bantama. Uh, our reporter will give us context. What really was he complaining about as he uh, started gesturing to the police officers to act in the certain way? We'll, we'll fill you in uh, pretty shortly. What we know, you will know. Our correspondent will join us. But I want to come to the ayoaso Central Constituency. Um, right now because we, as we've been reporting there is some developments here uh, and I say here because this uh, multimedia it's uh, situated on the piece of land which sits in the Constituency Suiti uh has been following what has been happening at the voting center for us uh, and this again is a constituency where you have the Greater Cloud Regional Minister, he is the chair of the Regional Security Council coming up against uh, Moses Abor and we expected this to be a keen contest and that is why we put her to watch this for us uh, sweetie what can you report okay uh still still having a challenge there with with uh with uh, uh audio possibly sweetie please don't mute for us okay
5: can you hear me now evans yes i can Good. So, at 7.15 this morning, there was tension here at the Alajua Institute, which is the only polling station for the Ayahuasca Central uh, constituency. The delegates came in this morning ready to vote with their voters' ID cards and some voting identification. But the security personnel, very heavy security presence, are restricting some voters because they are requesting for accreditation, which the delegates are only uh, hearing about but only a select few uh, delegates have accreditation. Now, the people who are upset are saying that they were camped here. As at 11 p.m. yesterday, they were here at the AstroTerm, and nobody said anything about accreditation. So to come in this morning, and we told that they cannot enter the voting premises because they don't have accreditation, smells fishy. They do not know what's uh, causing this problem. But to calm things down, some coordinators are saying that uh, They were trying to print all the accreditation, but the lights were out, which is why they couldn't print for everyone. So the security is trying to calm tension outside the gate. And I must say, though, that nobody's saying anything. The security don't want to talk to us, and they don't want even to come into our our cameras because um, we know that um, Moses Abol petitioned the IGP uh, concerning an alleged plot by Henry Porte to infiltrate the security personnel with his own uh, people, hooligans, and huge. So, we are monitoring this. Right now, as we speak, there are lots of delegates outside who are restricted from entering the voting center because they do not have accreditation. And they're saying that they're still in the process of printing them and so they should come down. So far, everything <laughs> inside the voting center, though, is calm. Uh, about 50 people have come in so far to vote and the processes are going on smoothly, except those who have been restricted because they do not have accreditation.
10: Oh, and, I'm, I'm and I sure- should
5: add to Evans that. Even in the presidential primaries, accreditation was not an issue. They voted with their Ghana cards and other identification. So they are confused as to why this is coming up now.
7: So, these delegates who are being prevented from casting your ballots, how significant are they, the numbers, from what you see?
5: Um, I I could count about 45 of them uh, this morning, but right now we are inside the. Voting center and the security are saying that they do not want to come into our camera, so we can't even turn and show you what is happening unless we go to the other side um, of outside the voting premises. But we we'll send you footages and keep you updated.
7: Thank you very much, uh, Sweetie Abortu. There, uh, uh, thank you for uh, giving us that uh, contest in Iwaso Central. But that is a very interesting development in Iwaso Central, Raymond. I want to uh, stay with you on this very subject. As you know, uh, Moses Abor had filed a complaint with the IGP. Uh, and, and it's interesting that he, he goes to the IGP also because he's aware that the, as Greater crowd Regional Minister, he's also the chair of the Regional that's Security that's right. Council and so has some influence when it comes to the security apparatus in the region. And his complaint was that he was going to infiltrate the ranks of the police service and, uh, you know, cause some form of uh, you know, chaos in the constituency that may in favor of the regional minister. And then we're hearing today that delegates show up and officers are asking them, show me your accreditation. That then
8: begins to then feed into this narrative coming into today. To be fair, I heard uh, Sweetie say, delegates have been there since 11 p.m. on the same astro-tenfield, mm. awaiting the election. But when they started setting up, the understanding is that you showed But I mean, were given to understand that even if it's a national ID, some accreditation was allowed, except when there's agreement on both sides that, well, we know these people, and it should be very easy for you to work on the ground and know mm-hmm. your delegates are wasted. Yeah, let me just read uh, the guidelines from the NPP's panel. Yeah. So point
6: 27 says delegates are to carry their identification cards, mm-hmm. that is voter ID, party card, passport, and Ghana yeah. card to verify their names so this is the npp saying carry your identification cards to verify your what accreditation again so if you are a delegate yeah in order to confirm your delegate status there is an album that you would go to verify your name and you verify your name with either your voter's id your party card passport or ghana card this is here point
8: 27. Why should done that? So, it should be allowed to vote. Yes, any of this should actually guarantee you access to it. I've heard the response of Moses to the claim that he's reset, but said no. I trust that the IGP is a level headed man. Yes. He will not allow people to actually infiltrate his grouping and will cause mayhem. He cares about this election and this election coming on the back of his recent problems. So the understanding is that he will be able to get the right people on board and do the right things so that the election will not be done by people who will create necessary chaos. And he believes that they will target not every voter, but voters from areas that he believes is popular, and they know, and, and as of now, it's obvious that almost 70% of the voters are know whether you belong to left or right. So he believes that they are going to target specific voters from his section. Mm-hmm. And that's why he wanted the IGP to personally intervene, mm. or even change the people he had previously thought of deploying Raymond,
7: pause for a second, because I see on my screens, we're still in Bantama showing what is happening there, and Raf Japon is now okay. at the scene uh, of, the, of the voting center, and you can see both of them in close proximity. I'm talking about Asenso and himself on your screens right now, still in some interactions with the police. Uh, they, well, they don't. They're not. They, this is this is extremely close proximity. This is like two meters yeah. uh, between each other right now. They're standing uh, with both. Of, you know, Ralph has his hands behind him. I said so he's simply just looking at looking on whilst the uh, queue is forming uh, as voters go into the booth to cast their ballots, uh, and the police officers are are, are keen and watching. Now, I see a police officer has called both of them together. A police officer is in between both of them now, explaining something to them. We need to get clarity on what is happening here. Because as I'm watching now, it's uh, it's it's your right, uh, uh, Raf to your left, with a police officer in the middle, uh, actively explaining something to them. You can see Raf now, throwing his hands, uh, almost exasperated at something. Asenso is on the phone, walking away, talking to somebody. This is unfolding. There, we need to get clarity, and we will get clarity for you as to what is happening. Naya, yeah, thankfully, is back. Is back now uh, to give us clarity. Naya, yeah, what is happening? What is it that we are watching on your screens? Why is the police officers uh, trying to intervene and explain to them? What's happening? I can hear you. Yes.
10: Uh, can you please repeat your question? Yes.
7: I mean, what's happening there? We see on our screens that the two. Uh, protagonists are on the ground right now, there seem to be some disagreements of, of some issue that each of them isn't happy about, that the police officers have been trying to mediate and give them some clarity. What's happening?
10: So, not long ago, both of them came into the inner perimeter. After one bus, carrying a lot of these delegates came in here. And these delegates were all marched into the inner perimeter. That's the, These are the people you see in your shot. They are in their queue and trying to ensure that they go through the process before they cast their ballots. Um, aspirants are on the ground They are, they, they are following each other Wherever the, the, one, the one, one goes There's the other following him As you can see now the police is putting them At one stationed point They want them stationed at one point So that the delegates can go through The process freely They've not spoken to each other I attempted to speak to um, Mr. Ralph A Japan earlier well, Immediately I got to this grounds. He was here and he was telling me that um, He was a legend that Mr. Asen was camping some of the delegates. I tried to get him on record, but unfortunately, he refused to speak to me. According to him, the time will come for him to do that. And uh, Mr. Asen came here, went through the process and cast his ballot. I tried speaking to him as well, and he told me that it's not time for him to speak. When the time is due, he will do that. Um, they are both here trying to um, uh, observe what is happening. It's a heated um, environment, even though there are no conversations, there are no noise being made by anybody, you can feel that there is tension within the environment.
7: And, and then I, I, you've said that what we've watched what we watch unfold on our screens is because a bus came to the voting center and the people that we see on our screens queuing to vote all came out of this bus? <laughs>
10: Exactly, exactly. It was one um, of these uh, Metro Mass Transit buses, and we have all these recorded on camera. We'll play that back later for our viewers to see how they came in. And immediately they came in, you, you know, they, all were, they were all merged into the premises to, you know, form the queues and cast their ballots. So, you know, it gives a sense that some of them were waiting somewhere and um, waiting to be transported to this area.
7: And do we know who brought them there, who facilitated this, paid for a bus, put them in, drove them to the site, marched them to vote.
10: As at now, it is unknown. I'm trying to ask around and get that information. But as I, as I speak to you now, I've not been able to get any of the delegates divulge such information to me. But I'm sure that by a, in a few minutes' time, we'll get the, the information and um, also put it out to our viewers. But as I speak to you now, it is unknown who um, hired this bus, who rented it and paid for it and transported all these delegates into the premises for them to cast their ballots.
7: And if you're watching this on your screens, you see this is a long queue um, <laughs> wasted. It's a long queue. This bus was packed exactly. with delegates.
6: And so you ask, I mean, I, I mean and, and I started by asking that question. I mean, I want to see numbers that show up at the center post the devotion. And so who's bringing these persons? Mm-hmm. I mean, who's bringing these persons? Is it Rafa japon Is it uh, you know, Francis and Sobachi? You, you want to know, and is it? I mean, is it also the case that the party? No, if the party wants, the party would give. The party would probably come from various. Yeah, the party would have, yeah, areas, would have brought them from electoral areas. Yeah. By now, they should be there already. This is Bantama. It's an area that you know. Uh, you know, it's. Um, it's not as if somebody's going to travel from, from afar to get in there. So, for some, I mean, for people to be bussed and brought there. It's yeah, not. I mean,
7: and we'll be joined by uh, the Director of Elections because we need to get clarity on yeah. whether the party's rules allow this to happen. Yeah. That, I mean, did the delegates pay for this bus themselves? Maybe they came together, they all live in one place and said, you know, uh, let's get... But, 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 but here's the thing, that the curious thing about this, this is a constituency election. Yeah. So, we all live within a few... It's not like a yeah. huge... It's not, it's not like a uh, domkwabinyah. Yeah, You know what I mean in terms of the geographical area you mm. involved. Mm. So to, to think that the delegates in this constituency feel they need to converge and be transported to the voting center raises a lot of questions um, that a party will have to answer, and we'll get some clarity for you about the rules. Stay with me. I just wanted to acknowledge mm. our, our sponsors mm. because they are making this possible, uh, and they are petrosol, uh, petrosol, uh, clean fuel in full quantity and they bring us the election headquarters and we've been able to bring to you uh, this fascinating coverage so far has been has been pretty eventful in yeah. the last uh, hour or so uh, Petrosol is making that possible. Raymond,
8: your comment on that? I, I would have disputed your claim if we're still during the time where Kwadaso and So were together. Were under Bantima, but in all fairness if you take the main street of Bantima, you can basically traverse of the constituency through that particular end, which should be easy for that to happen. But I'm also not disputing the fact that the party can take a decision that all of you in this electorate should meet here, take the bus, and go and vote. That's that's highly unlikely, I think. Or even the party can sanction that candidates can actually put buses there for people to go and vote. Hmm. I think the campaign theory has been bastardized and loopholes exploited, it has been, first, it was, let's put them in a hotel because they are coming from afar, then somebody pays for it. Secondly, people do birthday parties. Remember, some time ago, people did their birthday party the day, even though they were not born on that <laughs> day. They did their birthday party the day before the election and right from the hotel, you go straight to go and vote. Now, the newest addition is that, let's go and do some holy uh, morning devotion. Morning devotion. Not many people, serious politicians, go to morning devotion, the morning on their election. But they are, they're religious. You, they, no, no, no. You do nothing without those opening uh, doors against you. you and you're rather going to vote anymore, uh, going to pray about oh, it. But, but that's why, when you're going to a oh, battle, please. you pray. No, 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 you, if you're <laughs> going,
6: see, this is, uh, is a <laughs> uh, strategy to come. I mean, yes. I mean, unless we want to about it, politicians will do a lot of things. The bit, I mean, a bit about the basing. Where I think it would be highly unlikely that a party would do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that and any of the candidates would actually flag that and said, I can't accept this. Why? Because if the party then says we're bringing all of these people... You up, have to give me a pause. Sure. Again, for the benefit
7: of our radio audience, we on our screens right now. And if you're not watching Joy news on YouTube, on Facebook, you're missing... You can see Asenso watching. <laughs> Asenso watching, oh, nearly shoulder-to-shoulder. Shoulder. Mark him. Yeah, nearly shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder with Rafa upon the Battle of Kennedy Jepon. And I bet you can cut the tension between these two gentlemen with a knife right now. Asenso is uh, on his phone. Rafa has his hands behind him. And each time, he'll look to the floor and raise his head. But we are attempting to cut that tension with a knife. And we are succeeding in doing so because it is very obvious... That something is, is really brewing. It's been heavily acrimonious going into this, and they have to stand shoulder to shoulder, literally within inches
6: of each other. Evans, and let me just say this: um, as one who has contested elections before, Raymond has been campaign manager before. On the day of the election, <laughs> you don't know whether you've lost or not. So one of yeah. them knows yeah. the outcome. It's not going well. One of them would know the outcome of the election. But let me make the point: I think it's highly unlikely you know, that a party would actually... And once we get the director of uh, elections, would ask asking yeah. this. It's highly unlikely that a party would actually bus people in a metro bus and we've seen on our screens the numbers. This could only be a candidate getting people to come and vote or people deciding... And, and, and there's the other point. I mean, you how you can have, uh, you know, uh, supporters of a particular candidate deciding that it will converge at a place and get a bus and come to the constituency. So...
8: That's part of the issue. Is it also possible that the people who are joining the member of parliament to go into this devotion have to be transported from where it is. Highly exactly. possible. Highly exactly. possible. Straight to
6: because and, and, and that amounts to campaign.
8: No, how would be it be so? It amounts to camping because their religious, religious rights cannot be suspended but, on the day that, of it. That's exactly what I was making yeah, yeah, to that, you <laughs> earlier. But at
6: that material moment. <laughs> how how that, do you stop them from going to pray in the morning? No, no, Nobody has said don't go and pray. But how do you follow the. Uh, I mean, no, I'm a parliament to go <laughs> no, no, no. no it's, the yeah. man, yeah. man yeah. went yeah. to yeah. pray,
7: the man went to pray, and they all have the same
6: religious beliefs, and so they converge in the church to pray. Uh, that, that, that would amount to camping for me.
8: Oh, well, maybe we'll get clarity on that particular point. Yeah, I mean, Evan's the map always the direct of elections. You don't to show loopholes people exploit and I actually think that We've done policies for some time and the decency required. If the directive is that, do not camp anybody. Don't use a church service as a claim. Don't use a party as a claim. Don't use overnight staying and keeping them uh, (laughs) on the ground. Yes, I mean, at some point we should be more decent about this thing. Don't camp them in your house in the name of they are coming from afar. That kind of conversation defeats the purpose for uh, engaging in these kind of elections. And it affects the credibility of the poll and how you should have won in the first place. And we all know what happens at these camps. They are not sitting there to teach them about elections. They basically do them with the intention of influencing their votes or maintaining the influence they've already given. So if the fear is that maybe Evans is likely to increase the amount of money I've already given, when I keep them at home, I could control that process. And they don't camp everybody. Because sometimes you can't count the thousands that are supposed to be there. What they do is select a core that can influence the votes. Or from a grouping that's more likely to change their minds along the line. Because by now, if you break every constituency, I know the sections that will be voting in one way or the other. Let me tell you one thing that happened in Batman that was interesting. When the president went there to inaugurate that particular library that Asenso did, Ralph knew that that library was situated in Asensu's a what they call the stronghold. Do you know what he said about it? He said he even did it at the wrong place and that, that place is not a place you put a library, because the kids are supposed to be, do not access that place because of the kind of uh, dynamics there. Mm-hmm. Intentionally downplaying the impact of it, because he knew that people were not people in the first place. Yeah. So let's be, let's be fair about how we grow about these things. And, and when you have resources, especially when you are in government, and you appear to be the one putting up all of these things, it casts a very bad light, even on government, mm. because some of these things were not done previously by the same candidate anyway. yeah.
7: Yeah, and, uh, and that's a very important point. Indeed, uh, listen, this is our special coverage of the MPP Parliamentary Primary. Uh, before we wrap up, we'll touch base very quickly with a lot more of our correspondents across the country. We're going to be in the eastern region where there are some real fascinating contests there. Um one that we are watching. Uh, we are watching, obviously, Kriyapin South. I mean, South. that is not happening is today. Not happening. Um, we We to, to North. We are going to go to north We are going to go to Tano North where you have the Gideon wako the Vice President's uh, the Director of Policy and Frida Pemper, who is the Minister for Sanitation. Tano North. Uh, we'll get Tano North update for you before we, we wrap up and hand over to a News File. We'll also uh, bring you reports uh, from... Uh, Central region has, has it's so many other contests. I don't see how so far. I'm also looking uh, to to look at the constituency of the deputy finance minister who is also coming. Oh, we we'll go to we'll go to the central region. Uh, how Kum Singh's constituency is also going to be very interesting to watch. Uh, we will go and into and, and second D. And see how our, our, our friend and colleague is uh, Bobo, uh, not a friend and colleague, but a good friend of ours, Bobo, who is a deputy energy minister, uh,
6: how he's faring but there. Most importantly in the Western region, how um, the minister of public enterprises, mm-hmm. Joseph, Kujo, Joseph Kujo, Kujo, is faring. He, is has faring.
8: A, he has a keen contest. We, 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 yeah. we want to touch base very
7: quickly, briefly, in all these areas. Uh, so how we about wrap the up.
8: deputy minister energy, uh, what they call it? Uh, Lands uh, natural. Uh, natural resources. Duka, Merkutuka, in Takwa
7: Takwa um, we'll, we'll check there, too, for you. But as I've been saying, we've just been joined by the director of elections of the party. And if you're just joining us, this is your election headquarters. And is brought to you by Petrosol, Cleanfall, and Quantity. We started today precisely at 7 with the first major disturbance. And we saw visuals of uh, of an individual who has been beating uh, with his face plastered and in a hospital. And this was because of alleged camping overnight. Around midnight, he showed up there. And it was pounced on, and then that clash ensued. Uninvited, oh, exactly. <laughs> and then we've seen, as you still see on your screens in Bantama, uh, the uh, complaint filed to the constituency chairman about alleged camping uh, done. Apparently, uh, this is a shot on your screen there of what happened in the in the uh, uh, in the Pru West. And of course, the story I was just talking about in Bantama—the allegation that uh, camping had happened this morning—the constitutional was dismissing it instantly. Uh, please, Mr. Nemako, first of all, repeat for us: what is the rule? What does the rule say about camping?
4: Well, thank you very much, and good morning to your viewers across the world. Uh, I think you are enjoying the excitement that these uh, constituency conferences are bringing to us. Uh, for us at the centre, we hope to have very successful, peaceful conference because our discussions with the police service. We are very convinced that the police will provide us the needed and professional uh, policing services. Uh, in terms of the guidelines, uh, the party has been very firm about this and the general secretary also issue a 32 paragraph protocol that need to be observed by all stakeholders. We said that no individual can take the law into his or her own hands. And mm-hmm. if there are issues, you better report to the police. The party has also found out our regional executives. Regional executives are not delegated to these conferences, as well as national executives. So for each of these centers that conferences are ongoing, there are regional representatives as well as national representatives. We said that if you feel there's any infraction you are better reporting to leadership of the party. Which is what happened in Baltimore. Yes. Uh, I mean, the rough... was
8: so that he did to the chairman of the constituency, Is that, Is that the procedure? Well, the
4: chairman of the constituency, yeah. per the guidelines we came out of, is a member of the constituency elections committee. Mm. The constituency elections committee comprises the chairman of the Council of Elders in the constituency, the constituency chairman the constituency secretary stage and elections officer in the constituency as well as an elderly woman in the constituency. So if he reports to the constituency chairman, it's not out of place. If it has to be escalated to a regional representative or national representative, that is also allowed. But rep- said hmm. as as much as possible, no one individual should flout the guidelines that we've given, the protocols that we've so, so let me ask you this report
7: meets that point you just made about whether he violates it. The complaint was that Asenso Boache went to pray, and this morning, morning devotion, and delegates followed him to go and pray, and for, them, for, for the, uh, the, the opponent, that was camping. Because we all met in one
4: place <laughs> for morning well, devotion. Well, I've heard, I've heard uh, church services, prayer meetings being conducted all over. My brother, we, we have to be realistic. We, the MPD have said that the battle is always the loss.
2: Hey.
4: We've always said the battle is the loss. You want to run away from it? Yes, you may. But for us, we count it as very important aspect in this whole enterprise. And you can't take politics and take out religion out of it. We are very firm with the directive that no aspirant should camp delegate. Mm-hmm. If you, you, you get a report from any constituent that campaign has occurred, petition the party and necessary steps will be taken. So morning devotion with the delegates is a campaign? I, I will not take that as campaign. You can't be here and say that uh, those who followed him were delegates. You don't have access to the constituency. Well, the chairman says they were delegates. The, the council chairman yeah, He as a so but, but he
7: concludes that it's not yeah. so, so I,
4: I don't have the full facts, and I, I will at this point not jump into any conclusion. Okay. But we said that there should be no campaign. Stay with me. I want to quickly go to uh, of Wasa constituency, where
7: the information minister, Koyo Pankrumah, uh, is uh, coming up against a formidable opponent in the lead up to this. Uh, has Azor joins us. Chrissy, has voting started and uh, what can you report from that? Hello, Chrissy. Oh, we may have lost him. Can that, JC? Yes.
9: Chrissy, uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I... Yes,
7: yes. Give us a, a quick uh, update from Ofwasa
9: Wasa Okay, uh, Ivan, So if you can hear me, um, I'm currently at Oswansha, be, uh, Acopasso, where the yes. election is ongoing. Uh, the election started exactly 7 a.m. Um, As I'm talking to right now, um, about 70 delegates have voted so far. Um, um, we have Kweju Okonkoma on the number one on the ballot, lawyer Eric Owusu-Mensa, number two, and Maxwell Osteri-Dramana, number three. Um, delegates who are expected to vote today are Five eight eight, five, seven, eight, eight. Mm-hmm. Um, The election or the voting is currently ongoing, and we are here monitoring what is going on here. Um, there is no incident. Nobody has even come here complaining. His name is not. I mean, in the in the in the register, every, everything is going on well currently here at the Fatarebe constituency. The election is going on at